spirit leaving this realm There's a God up in heaven, that's a devil in hell There's a mother, she's crying, cause her babies are dying And the father in jail, with a son by his side But our father, he loves us, unlike any of us Gave his only beloved, 316 on the cross I know where you're going, if you live in that light Don't be perfect among us, but in the dark we are light Spreading the news If you live in a lie You ain't gonna die with the truth This is Matt and Mom Live It's real, it's raw, it's relevant The show is about the topical, the conversational But most importantly, the purposeful We hope to develop and distribute hope to the broken We pray that this show blesses you today all right, we're back at it again. This is Matt and Mom Live. It's real. It's raw. It's relevant. We are just going to announce our new schedule, considering not only the holiday season, but so much more going on that we'll be announcing in probably the weeks to come, really. But we'll be recording this podcast once every two weeks, bi-monthly. Some say bi-weekly, but it's once every two weeks, so gives you more time to listen, tune in, without replacing it with a new episode and also more time to share it. That is our hope that we can de- develop and distribute this hope that we have and give it out to people who are struggling, who are suffering, and who are looking for practical insights on how to navigate tragedy. Yes, I had a woman come to my Bible study this week and she said, oh, I'm really enjoying the podcasts. She said that I am in AA and as a leader of AA... I have the people that are under me, the young men, listening to the podcast. So we have no idea who's listening or where. We have a a Google Analytics map that shows us. But we really encourage you to to share it. If you really do enjoy it, then you might know someone else that could get something from it. Because, again, it's all about offering hope and encouragement. So we're going to clarify some things for those of you that were with us Someone came up to me and said, oh, I just love it. When Clarification. You, when you take Matt on. See, because Matt takes over. So, And anybody that knows me, that was usually my role. So I'm so in awe of his knowledge, though, that I sometimes sit here a little quieter than I usually am. But remember when we ended the last show, Matt and I were in a discussion about Psalm 139. And I, he was talking and quoting it, and I don't know how I missed it, because what he was quoting was exactly what I was thinking in my brain, which was what I say to people when they're grieving, and they're going through the if-onlys, I had done this, and if this didn't happen, my child or loved one would still be here. I always quote Psalm 139. However, in speaking with Matt last week, I said the wrong thing. I said all of... What was it, Matt? Well, you said something about numbering the days God or numbering my days, days, and my my mind flashes to somewhere in Psalms, and it was yes. Moses, and it's teach me to number my days yes, that so I may gain a heart of wisdom. So I'm saying, no, that's not in Psalm 139. So you and got I think I on went that. on, yeah, I went on to co- quote the exact verse you were exactly. thinking of, but I was doing it like word for word. So I didn't catch it. You're quoting. You're like, in fact, no. You said, let me read it. You took out your phone and yeah. you're reading it, and I don't know how I missed it, but. The words that we, that you read that I'm thinking of were this from verse um, 16. 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one came to be. Right. 
So, I mean, that's self-explanatory. I used to write about that verse a lot just because of the, the depth, the meaning of it, the way I memorized it was, and in your book, and in your book, it's, it's speaking of God has this book. Yes. And your book, they all were written, comma, the days fashioned for me, comma, when as yet there were none of them. Like before I even existed. Yes. God wrote the script, the story to my life, which would include the beginning, the duration, and the end. Exactly. And if yes. you can think about it that way, wrap your heart and mind around that truth alone. Everything has been divinely designed. And if I could say, whether it's happened to me, happened for me, happened against me, God still controls it. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if he caused it or if the devil caused it. He controls it ultimately. And if he controls it ultimately, he has a plan to bring good out of it, to benefit me through it. And that is really what helped me get through my tragedy. Absolutely. Well, I think anybody tuning in, if you have questions about what's happening in your life, I hope that helps you too. Because in my own life, I look at losing my son was God's perfect timing to say, it's time for him to come home. But if I dwell on, was it time? It shouldn't have been time. Maybe we could have intercepted something then I'm denying the sovereignty of God. Right, and I think about, the, especially losing loved ones, um, you can, ch- basically a practical help in, in is even your verbiage or what words you use. Um, we're in the holiday season now. Thanksgiving is, is right ahead of us. And I think even changing how you say, well, your loved one isn't gone. They're just absent. Now, if you think about that as a teacher would use that word absent, a, a student isn't gone. They're just absent. For a time being, they're not in class today, they're absent. And our loved ones who are no longer with us, they're absent. They're still somewhere else present, but they're absent with us. And it gives you a a hope that they're still living um, in Christ in eternity, um, completely healed from the earth that we live in. We're all suffering slowly, some faster than others. And there's ailments and there's pains and there's diseases. And when God calls somebody home, he calls them home to an instantaneous healing. And I think for you and dad and obviously me and my siblings to know that John was called home and he's better off where he is now than he would have been down here. Yeah, we miss him. But that's the hope. And I think we need to remind ourselves, especially in the holiday season where it's more magnified. Families gather more frequently and a grievous or grievous situation or circumstance could be more magnified or highlighted through the holidays. So how can we maintain a mindset of thanksgiving even though we might not feel like we're thankful? Right. Without a, without a doubt, that's, that's a good way to look at it, the absent part. I was just saying to the ladies at Bible study the other day, there isn't a person in heaven that we love who's saying to the Lord, can I go back? Can I go back? I really miss my mom, my sister, my brother. I I actually joked and said, it's not written anywhere in the Bible, but poor Lazarus. He's got to be like, are you kidding me? Yep. I have seen the Lord and I'm in heaven three days. And the next thing you know, he's plucked back to this earth, to this sinful world. The comparison I heard best was who had a a raw ordeal or who had a a worse deal uh, spun their way or, or tossed their way like dice. Lazarus or Stephen, the first martyr? And the, the answer was Lazarus. 
he's there. He's probably experiencing celebration and joy at a exponential level. And he hears Lazarus come forth. He's kind of like, no. Meanwhile, Stephen's stoned. And he enters into the presence of the Lord. That's why he, he looked angelic in that he As suffered he successfully. Yes. And he entered into the glory that we long for. So whether or not you're a believer or not, you still long for that fulfillment. And the reason why we get so caught up in the world we live in is because we're trying to fill that void. And no matter what we put into that void, it will never be filled unless it's by the Holy Spirit, which comes to us by receiving Jesus Christ. And that's not religion. That's relationship. That the creator, I say, of the universe, who also created me, wants to have a relationship with me. I want to personalize my faith, especially during the holiday season. Because it's probably then more than most times that I need the comfort of God. Because as we know, going through holidays when you're either missing a loved one who's passed, or our personal experience, Mom, where I was away for all these holidays. And you have my brothers coming home and their families and People getting together and what's missing? Well, your youngest son, me. And then I have to call home to check in for 15 minutes on a phone call. And I bet you it was bittersweet. Oh, Matt's calling. But then you have 60 seconds remaining, the operator says. And then as soon as you hang up, it's like, man, he's somewhere that he doesn't want to be. And you may have struggled the rest of that celebration or that party or that festivity. I don't know. I don't know what you guys went through. But maybe we can offer today and the next several weeks some type of practical insights into maintaining thanksgiving in the heart regardless of what the day feels like yeah that's that's really a good place to start and i think there's so many people out there and let's talk we we said about you know death and prison but there's people out there who are suffering with children or spouses or parents that are dying of terrible health issues cancer especially sure and and you know, maybe thinking, is this our last Thanksgiving? Right. Um, so these are just really trying things to have loomed over someone's uh, mind and heart. And so that's what we want to do. Matt, are you able by your brain to recite Second Corinthians 1, 3 to 5 about God comforts us so we can comfort? Well, he's called the Father of Comfort in the beginning. And it talks about he comforts us with a level of comfort that we need. But the main reason why he comforts us is that we can become comforters to others who need that comfort. Yes. So the only way I can really be a capable comforter is, one, Mom, if I felt discomfort. True. Absolutely. I had to have been discomfortable yes. for God to comfort me in the first place. So right there, I'm familiar with discomfort. Mm-hmm. And now that I feel God's comfort, I can distinguish between, hey, this isn't man's comfort. This isn't temporary comfort. This is eternal comfort. And now that I feel that comfort... Perhaps I can share that comfort with people that are struggling. And then I become what I call the most capable comforter because I knew what discomfort was. That's basically what that Bible verse says in the beginning of, of Corinthians. I think it's Second Corinthians chapter 1. Second Corinthians 1. I said that. See, just checking. I, I got that right. Second Corinthians 1, 3 to 5. I just couldn't remember it by heart, but that's the gist of it. Yeah, I just He comforts it up. us with the comfort that he wants us to be able to give to other people. And it's funny because they say the best doctors were probably someone that was a patient first. And uh, that holds true in so many ways. If you've been through something, you're going to have more compassion for that person. So let's talk about Thanksgiving's coming up. So what are some of the ways that through Thanksgiving we can encourage people to get to be thankful, to get through the holidays? Well, I think, you know, it's 
it's only natural to, to focus on what you don't have or what is not or what you're struggling with. But if you can, I guess, elevate that view and focus on what you do have and what you can be thankful for. That's a great point. So instead of focusing on what's missing, what's there? Yeah, what's there? I'm thankful for what I do have because you know what? There's always somebody out there in a worse situation than you. Very true. And usually it takes you seeing that on a movie or a documentary or somebody else's story where you say, oh, I thought I had a bed. Yes. And you're almost a little bit more appreciative. So it takes an intentional thought process really to – get to that point. Mm -hmm. And I think we don't take that effort seriously because we're so focused on what we don't have and we struggle with that. And a lot of times we are responsible for our own demise or downfall or, or dis discouragement or depression. Essentially, it's not what's going on around us. It's what's going on on the inside of us. Yes. So if I can just in that moment remind myself, one, there's a God that cares about me. He's bigger than my problem or my deficit. And if I can focus in on him and be thankful, not for, see the Bible says be thankful in. There's a huge difference in those two words. I'm not thankful for the tragedy I went through, mom, but I was thankful in it. Thankful in it because I knew I served a God who would recycle it for his good, my good, and his glory. And I believe that. And at times and most of the time, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it externally. But because I believed it internally, I felt it. And because I could feel it, I was able to manage where I was. And there were holidays where I knew you guys were at uncles or aunts or families and you were gathering and I couldn't be there. So I had to really say, all right, this is just a day. They're having a good time without me for a day. Hey, while they're doing that, let me dig into the word. Let me pray. And I found that I was more fulfilled and more successful in that time during holidays than I probably would have been had I been out here with you guys. Yes, that's truth. That's truth because it's scriptural. First Thessalonians 5.18 says this, Give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances. In all. For this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. Again, you, what you were basically saying is how you renew your mind and your spirit is really what's going to carry the day. It's, it's not going to be some you know thing that you do or some self-willed. It's going to be really resting in what you know of the character of God. Yes. We have Psalm 107.1 that says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. There's something about being thankful that changes the paradigm of where you're sitting, and no matter what you're sitting under, whether it is a sickness or whether it is a death or an injury that you caused or anything like that. So it changes you. It sure. changes me when I'm able to say thank you god you're in control i don't get it i don't like it and it doesn't feel good but i'm trusting you that it's yours sure huge huge difference in a change of perspective and you know just you can use this and apply it personally to whatever you're dealing with listeners out there but i remember looking at the prison gate and having the thoughts like all right this gate is keeping me in and to most they desire nothing more than to get out so the gate the prison gate was an enemy to them, and because they tried to fight it relentlessly, they always lost. So they were depressed, discouraged, defeated. I saw the gate differently. I saw the gate as isolation, time alone set apart with God. So the gate wasn't necessarily punishment for me. It was protection for me. And I remember just even looking at the gate and watching it swing shut, 
and it would echo down the corridor every time the guard would come with his keys, open it, shut it. This huge like treasure chest key and the gate and sometimes they would slam it on purpose and it would just echo. And I would see it and I would say, I'm here for a reason. I don't want to get out of that gate. And when I would surrender to that thought, I was freer than most people and I was locked up. So my perspective changed and I, I aligned it with one, God's will. And in God's will, you're always free. It says, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I would invite the Spirit to be where I was. And I had the most liberating Thanksgivings and Christmases and holidays and birthdays. And to most people on the outside, they would come to you, mom and dad and the family and say, Oh, how's Matthew doing? We are so sorry. Meanwhile, they don't even know that I was being spiritually renewed and fulfilled. And again, it's very easy to see it the other way. I understand it. You can see it the other way. Sure. But well, because it's it's not natural. It's supernatural. Well, supernatural. So you you must believe in the supernatural to yes, get through it. Because nobody's going to think you're doing fine in prison. And at the end of the day, it really is. It's a state of heart to be yes, that's thankful in your heart to be to understand Thanksgiving. You have to learn how to give thanks. Yes. So I think we say that word so freely and we don't really think about thanksgiving to be able to give thanks for all things and in all things and trust that god the one who has allowed that circumstance to pass through his hands and it's touched your life for a reason that i can be so confident that there's a reason a divine purpose attached to this and i don't know it might not it might not help you get through the week, but hopefully it'll help you get through the day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what it's about is, is managing the days as the days go by. And I'll tell you, Matt, ever since all of this in my own life has happened with our Be Still Foundation, and I have a ministry that sends packets out to prisoners all across the country, Texas, California, Oregon, New Jersey, Florida. And what I try to do is just offer them those kinds of words, that encouragement for the day. And I'll get letters from these people, these men, these inmates, and they'll be like, that so encouraged me. So that one scripture I put in there or whatever line it was about, you are where you are, allow God to work through you, just gives them the momentum they need to have and find their own hope and encouragement. Plus, I hear from families all over the country that have similar situations to yours and I can offer them hope and how I do it is say one day at a time we don't know what tomorrow holds and you certainly don't know what God is going to do you can't predict it but I know this if you rest in him each day you will be conquering this great mountain that you feel you're standing before so there's so much to being thankful or having a thankful spirit People can get really screwed up with that word thankful and think that you're just like happy. Yay. Thank you for giving me this or for causing. No, it's, it's this inner rest that you have, that you are grateful that you have a God who's in control. Right. Paul says content, contentedness, um, not in what you, you really, I guess to be thankful for what you have, not what you don't have. Um, but to be content, Paul, what was that? Philippians. I got like so many verses going on in my brain; it's crazy. So what? Like which one? Where? Are you oh, guys? he talks about he he knew he knows what it felt like to have to have and, and to have not. I know what it felt like not to have. Yes. Um, but I've learned a balance. Yes. In the midst of that, and I've learned to be content. And then, 
the foundational verse, the undergirding verse is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That I can do all things, I can conquer all things through Christ who strengthens me. Through Christ. It's his strength that I have to lean on, that I have to abide in. It's that strength that would vibrate out of a person who's going through a tragedy. And that person can say, I'm thankful. And I, you probably met more people than me about being in that, in the midst, we'll say. And they were able to say how thankful they were. Or they might not say exactly like that. Right. But they were grateful. And, and God is still good. And it's like... I think, though, because the people that I speak to that are in the midst with quotations on top of those words... They are feeling and experiencing God in such a real way that that's what becomes their catapult to help other people and to share that. Because when you're in the midst, there is nothing like being in the midst and being surrounded by something you can't even put into words. Because God has poured out his grace and his spirit and his protection to your heart. So I'm sure we have so much more to tap into really especially the holidays approaching thanksgiving and then christmas and new years and it seems like it goes by so quick so hopefully we can offer some type of stillness within the parameters of this show Uh, again we do about 20 minutes sometimes 25 minutes we're at that mark mom i don't want to go over because i want to get back into it so we can follow up and again this episode is for the listener the user to please Take time, 20 minutes, and share it with somebody that you think is either going through it. And maybe you don't even have a relationship with that person. But you have the, the capability via Facebook, which is pretty remarkable, to share something on somebody's page, even if they don't want it. And you never know. They might click on it, and it may be the exact lifeline or hope that they needed in that moment. So we thank you for tuning in today. We appreciate your support. We like to end all shows with our undergirding verse psalms forty six ten. be still and know that i am god and remember it is god who is saying that verse and if you can just say it as he's saying it you can be still and know that he has everything under control and i remind you the clearest testimony you have isn't the one you share verbally for people to hear it's the one you're living visually for people to see you may be the only bible somebody reads we thank you and we look forward to servicing you again next time god bless despite all my flaws he takes the pain from my flesh and leaves it right at the cross which way are you going yahweh you don't know him i answer his calling y'all people ain't knowing he breathed in my lungs and spared me from satan and now that i love even my loved ones they hate waiting patiently pacing for me to fall on my face but i'm falling in faith Pardon me for his grace. There's a battle out there, spiritly in this realm. There's a God up in heaven. There's a devil in hell. There's a mother, she's crying, cause her babies are dying. And the father in jail, with a son by his side. But our father, he loves us, unlike any of us. Gave his only beloved, 316 on the cross. I know where you're going, if you live in that light. You're perfect among us, but in the dark we are light. Help me spread the, the news. If you live in a lie, you ain't gon' die with the truth.
coming from Think y'all doing something different? Nah. Don't you know they've been watching that block that you're on since before my time? Wow. So what makes you think that you're doing something different? You wanna do something different? Put your faith in Christ. I've been there.